0: what's going on everybody year two episode 23 of pat's interference alabama three peats as the sec champion patrick and i are going to break that game down on both sides of the ball we're not going to do anything with the college football playoff yet we're going to save that for later in the month right now we're just going to focus on the 54 to 16 thwomping in the georgia dome this is pat's interference
1: Hey there everybody, hope everyone's doing okay. We've moved into the month of December. The regular season is behind us. The conference championships are behind us and now all we've got is the long month of December to wait until our next football game because Alabama, as you've heard, three pizzas SEC champions and that's just a great thing to do. We beat Florida uh, 54-16 and now we're going to break it down. I'm Patrick Brickman, he's Patrick Norwood and how has your weekend been going?
0: Uh, busy, busy but good. Uh, High Point had two games yesterday. Two tough losses. Uh, One of them way tougher than the other one. Hard to win games when you shoot 27% from the floor. Uh, However... As a team? As a team? As a team.
1: Oh, that's that's, uh, that's hours in the gym that the coach is going to make them stay.
0: Here's the kicker that is 1% better than the game prior to that game. (laughs) Woof. Woof, indeed. So... Alabama three peating was uh, a great change in pace because uh, I got to watch the first half yesterday. Watch the second half this morning. Uh, we got a lot to discuss. Break. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it, man. You, you got any? You got any problems with that? We okay? Oh, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I say that we. Uh, I say that we go ahead and we just break it down quarter by quarter, offense and defense for both quarters. Yeah, let's do it. Okay.
1: Um. So so we're gonna start in the first quarter then.
0: Yeah, I, that, I would assume. That's I would a assume we're not gonna start in the third. That's a great place to start.
1: Yeah. Okay. Or maybe we Are should sure? do it
0: like a like a Tarantino film, and and break down the celebration after the game, and then chop in like first quarter, then fourth quarter, then third quarter, then second quarter, and then and just, then a
1: flashback. Don't forget the yeah, flashback. Yeah. And
0: let our audience piece it together. Okay. All the
1: way back to like a Bear Bryant game.
0: We're we're two and a half minutes in, and this is already an Emmy winning episode. So let's go ahead and get it started. Uh, can you win Emmys for podcasts?
1: There's got to be some kind of, like, not super lame podcast award show.
0: Well, I mean, there's the Patsies, but. Yes. I don't know. The patties. That's going to
1: be airing on ABC this year, by the way. (laughs) All right. Live live on ABC. Yes,
0: right. The Albanian Broadcasting Company. Um, We've got got a lot to go over in this first quarter, Brick. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Norwood was not too pleased.
1: Yeah, you, you were probably a little bit more angry than I was. I, I was just kind of yeah. like – it felt like the game had not even really started. But I'll let you, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. Do I it. was
0: I, – I expected – I work with someone who's a Florida graduate, and I told him before the game even started, I expect Florida to have a lead early. Now, I thought that was going to be a 3 nothing lead or a 7-3 lead, whatever. Uh, I did not expect uh, Florida to score on their very first drive especially when we had them at 3rd and seven, third and 8, and then 3rd and 14. Uh, I thought all those were uh, very poor efforts. It made me a little concerned watching our pass defense break down. Um, just uh, Minka Fitzpatrick getting thrown over, Tony Brown missing an assignment. Uh, then I think Minka Fitzpatrick falling down. Um, three very frustrating efforts, and you know not to look ahead because we just said we weren't going to, you can't really do that against this Washington team and expect to uh, to hold them. Um, you know, now the defense made up for it later in the game, but I was I was very frustrated by that first drive. They settled in, they made up for it uh, with the two what was it two or three picks, but that first drive I was I was pretty upset. You know, and it's scripted, and I understand all that, but
1: I just kind of I saw it as a um yeah, I mean nobody wants to give up an opening touchdown but i, I just kind of sat back, and I guess I wasn't as mad in the moment because that was still the first touchdown we'd given up in seventeen quarters. I mean we hadn't given one up since october and and eventually someone was going to get one right um and it took some really good throws by appleby and you said you know a lot of it was poor effort and and you know it, <coughs> the three the th- converting three third downs wasn't ideal, and it never is um but I don't know I've just kind of grown to give the the defense the complete benefit of the doubt. And with the with the opening touchdown, I, I don't know. The first quarter to me was just was very. It was a strange first quarter to end 16 to nine, and Alabama had what three offensive plays? Three offensive plays. Uh, they had, plays the, for they they had the one drive. Yards. And how often does our first drive in a game? I'm I'm more concerned that we can never. You know, I don't know why we always seem to want to get the ball. We actually deferred this game, but most of the season we've been taking the opening kickoff. But our first drives are always um, three and out kind of style, I mean, they don't really go far, there's always a negative play, um, right. and so I've kind of grown to expect that too, but, you know, the first quarter in 16-9, to 9, Florida has their one touchdown, we have two touchdowns and a field goal and a block, it was a strange quarter, but I never was really worried in this, I I just was not even remotely afraid at any point in this game.
0: Yeah, I, you know. I, I wasn't ever afraid. I was just frustrated because I know what lies ahead, um, and the, the the competition just ramps up from here. You know, um, and that's what I always look for when I when I watch games is what is the other team going to be seeing in this game, Phil? And if I'm Washington, I'm making a lot of formation switches. I'm putting our our best receiver in the are uh, in the offensive backfield for some plays because that created a bunch of mis- mismatches yesterday. Sabi. Sabin even realized it and said something about it in his presser after the game Um, you know I I think those are things that when I look at it doesn't make me necessarily scared it just kind of makes me concerned for what other teams are seeing.
1: I'm still more worried I don't I mean I know I'm not saying you're worried about the defense or anything like that and you know what how good our defense is I just kind of had no. I was very neutral toward that first quarter. My, my if I had to have a one major reaction is I'm just tired of the offense having negative plays. Right. Um, and there were some more in the second and third quarter that drove me nuts as well. Um, this isn't the game where I'm gonna you know bash Jalen Hurts. I'm not doing that this week. I thought he was fine. Um, I don't know. I I don't really know how else to put it. Just it just was. It was a it was a brand of football I'm not used to seeing a block punt an interception return for a touchdown, uh, two interceptions as well, one of them for a touchdown.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's the rest of the game I thought was great. Uh, there's more. I guess
1: if a team's going to jump out to a lead because we've 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 been behind seven nothing three nothing a couple times this year, I would like to see our offense get the ball on that second you know after the kickoff the second possession for either team of the game, and not go three and out again. And then give them the ball probably at about the thirty, thirty five yard line
0: because right. of that. Right. I you know, I think I think this first quarter said a lot about how good this defense is that you and I are having this discussion and you know, we're talking about how disappointed we are and you know, you look at the end of the game stats and it's We give
1: him zero rushing I yards. I mean you would you would a, look at a goose egg like of we rushing crazy. yards.
0: Right. Right. I mean you would look at it like we were crazy. So You know, I think that's promising, and I think that's great. But you know, that first drive concerned me, and there were a couple drives during the game that really concerned me. Um, We gave
1: up two sixty-one through the air. Um, They threw the ball almost forty times because they just kind of had to. It got to the point where they could no longer run the ball. But Florida's not necessarily a passing; they do have great receivers. Florida's got probably behind Alabama and uh, A and M right there with the best receiving core in the in the conference and they're all they're all their guys are all sophomores and freshmen as well, so they're gonna be um Callaway, uh Powell's really good. Um they have a guy that's injured named Cleveland. Goolsby had a touchdown on us. Gools-
0: Goolsby's Gools- a hell of a player.
1: They're all good. They're all very good. Callaway is the third best receiver in the conference behind um if you're looking at, you know, career wise so far, Ridley and, and Kirk, I yes. would say.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe throw a speedy Noel in that mix as well. Maybe
1: Mackenzie at Georgia's had a good season, but yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, right. Um, a lot of really quick receivers. Uh, we said we're not going to look forward to the playoff and we're not going to do too much, but Ross, the receiver at Washington, is one of the top five best receivers this season in the country. Right. Just throwing that out there. So if the, you know he's quick, he's 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 got amazing hands i don't know if you saw his touchdown in the pac-12 uh title game but there was a ball that that um the quarterback uh browning was trying to throw away out of the back of the end zone somehow ross gets up there and snags it with one hand and comes down with it for a touchdown yeah (laughs) it was insane
0: yeah it Um, is it is um let's you want to move on talk about the offensive uh, i guess if you want to call that a performance in the first quarter i mean negative seven yards there There's nothing. I mean, they had one drive. I'm not
1: gonna. I'm not gonna kill them over a a one-three and out that they had because they only got the ball once in that first quarter. I'd would rather not see it happen. Right. Um, Negative plays, the screen passes. Florida's design. I know their defense is is very uh, injured, but they're very injured in the middle. And so what I didn't understand is why we are so insistent on attacking the outsides
0: to to a fault. It's constant. It is constant. You know, and I I wonder when another team's going to wake up and start realizing that's what we're doing.
1: Their linebackers and their interior interior linemen have all been injured. I mean, Florida's defense has been devastated with injuries the last four weeks. And I know because I have to cover them in my market that I'm in, so I have to look at their injury report every week. And so I thought this might be the game where we started out attacking the middle a little bit more. Um, it came in the second half, and it came in a big way in the second half, but it's got to... I don't I don't really I really would not want to be behind God forbid a 14 nothing a to to a Washington an Ohio State or a Clemson. Right. It's not it falling 14 to nothing which we didn't but falling behind 14 to nothing against Florida is not the same as falling 14 to nothing behind against either of those three teams I just mentioned. Right. So the so the game plans coming out of the gate on offense have all been crap. The last I, the last game where we had a good offensive game plan in the first half was Mississippi State, and that meant nothing. And then before that, probably Arkansas.
0: Right. Yeah, I I mean, it's I, – I feel like if you give Nick Saban a month to prepare for anybody, he's going to be ready. Um. I think with this Washington game, you're going to see a lot sort of different sty- – not styles, but a lot different sort of looks on offense to start out the game. I think the script will be written a little bit differently. Um. You know, once again, you and I get frustrated with the play calling early in the game. Too many passes, just run the ball, just run the ball, just run the ball. Gets to the second half, he starts running the ball, and we're just cramming it down their throats. So it's working when we start running the ball. And sometimes I wonder if we just need to shut up and let Lane coach, uh, which I'm a little surprised that I'm saying, or if we're correct and that if we ran the ball the entire time, we'd be as successful as we are late in the game.
1: The last two games have felt, and I said this uh, on last week's podcast, the second half adjustment felt more deliberate, and it felt more like somebody, Sabin or Sarkeesian or whoever is coming in as this analyst at halftime and, and going, hey, all right, we've got to make these adjustments. We're going to start off just feeding the ball to Scarborough down the middle. I mean, because two games now he's led the team in rushing when he was an afterthought the first eight weeks of the season. It just feels like a very deliberate listen Stop being so cocky with all the. Stop being so lame. Stop being so kiffin, and just do what we know we can do to them.
0: Yeah, it's the you best know, way to be. There was
1: one. There was there was one play in the second half. Now that we're kind of jumping around, a um, couple plays just that pop into mind. We've been throwing the bubble screens all year. Uh, there was one where Hertz took a snap. Uh, it was one of those fake handed off to. Both the running back and the receiver drop back to pass. Nobody was open downfield. Calvin Ridley's the safety valve. But he's... Calvin Riff, Ridley was the safety valve about six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Right. For some reason, Jalen dumped it off to him without even really thinking about, oh, this is going to lose six yards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or,
1: yeah, concussions or any of that. We lose six yards. Another one. A negative 10-yard rush. We had a negative 10-yard rush by our quarterback yesterday. What?
0: Just throw it away. Why,
1: why is our quarterback attempting to even run the ball 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage?
0: As soon as you can get out of the tackle box, I don't care if you throw it 60 rows into the stands. You can get rid of it. You know, I, I mean, Yeah,
1: the, the, the first play was a little bit of a Jalen should have gotten rid of it. But at the same time, the negative 10-yard rush by Jalen, I wish I remembered what quarter it was in. Why is that even a play design? No, that's what
0: I'm saying. Oh, you're talking about the play design. I'm just saying, from his perspective, You can throw it out of bounds. You have that ability.
1: It depends on if there are blockers downfield, but I I I catch your drift.
0: I know the play you're talking about. There were. I mean, it's just it's it's astounding to me that that's not what runs through his head. Sometimes I just I don't think he thinks things through sometimes logically. Um, But regardless, let's let's get back on track. Move to the second quarter. You done with the first quarter?
1: First quarter, I'm finished.
0: First quarter, Alabama takes a 16-9 lead at the end. Second quarter starts. First big play of the second quarter that I can remember is Damian Harris getting his face mask turned the entire way around.
1: Oh, yeah. That honestly is what kind of got, I hate to say it that way, but it's kind of what got the offense going, I should say. Yes. Because they got, they got the first down. They could keep uh keep on keeping on.
0: Yes. The next play is a 52-yard completion to Calvin Ridley.
1: That was the next play? Okay. I was, that, was the, that was the play that sticks out in my mind in that second quarter was right. uh, the little run after catch by him.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but ball don't lie. Um, you know, that's a face mask. It did get called, but that's a really bad face mask. Uh, probably should have been, in my opinion, a little bit more. I mean, it, it pulled the kid's head the full way around
1: is not yeah can't they are they able to attach necessary rough unnecessary unnecessary roughness to a, a face mask? Like yes
0: that? yes, you absolutely can. Absolutely. Um, but it was a
1: worse play than the body slam that somebody got ejected for
0: Yes, I agree I agree. but that body slam stuff I mean Alabama's been the culprit of that Lemichael Fanning sat right next to me in uh, English 202 uh, two days later and defended his case for the body slam so you know. Uh, teach their own i think that's that one that one makes me less angry than the face mask like you said um regardless great quarter uh for alabama joshua jacobs we saw him sort of come alive great downfield vision not giving up on a play for jalen hurts a third and goal at the six we're passing the ball again second and goal from the four passing the ball lose two yards that one was Jalen's fault
1: that was Jalen's fault. I don't care. I will say that No, one.
0: stop. That's not Jalen's fault. Stop it. That's Lane Kiffin's fault. Period. End of discussion. Why are we throwing the ball at all on second and goal from the four? When Well, you Kiffin have, thought he,
1: we were running the ball. He jumped up like it was a touchdown. When, gave, I mean, I guess he, he shouldn't have called an RPO. He shouldn't have called a run pass option.
0: The pass
1: a, shouldn't have even been an option.
0: Good Lord. We have packages where we put 800 pounds of person in the backfield. Do that every single time till they stop you. Because we ran it twice yesterday, and both of those resulted. and Well, one of them was a first down, the other one was a touchdown. Well,
1: a six-yard touchdown pass at Dieter should have been a four-yard touchdown run by uh, Jacobs
0: right. every day of the week. But again, why are, we running, why are we even running an option? Why does he even have the option to throw it? Run the dadgum ball. Sorry. Off my soapbox now. Next drive for Florida. Alabama really starts, you know, kicking it in. Um, it's the, you know, the next drive, four plays, negative three yards. Um, it, it was the fake punt was that one. Can you explain <laughs> that call to me?
1: I forgot. Have you
0: already punt. given up that far into the, or that soon in the game? To run a fake well, punt?
1: It it was as bad of a call as Ohio State had in their game last week against Michigan when they called their fake punt. But Michigan. at least theirs was a little bit more imaginative. It was if I if I'm not mistaken, I only saw the one replay on it. Did they not snap it to the H back who then immediately after getting it behind the back tossed it to the punter?
0: That's no. That I don't believe that's what happened. I believe How did it,
1: how did the play, how did the play go? Because so... I was They snapped
0: it to the right of the punter like it was a miss snap, right? Yeah. However, when like when they snapped it, it's like the punter wasn't really expecting it to be snapped out that way. Instead of catching it and then sort of faking like he was going to punt and then run, he just caught it and started taking off. I mean, it looked. You
1: call what he did taking off
0: as much as a punter can, yeah. Um, Unless you're from LSU and you're Australian and you just you know don't care. I mean, those guys are insane. They'll they'll do whatever they want. But um, anyway, yeah, Johnny Townsend not exactly known for his foot speed.
1: Anyway, yeah, that and then that uh, we got the ball at the thirty yard line.
0: Right, missed field, field goal to end that goal. drive. Think, um,
1: did we miss the field? We made another twenty five yarder before the half, that. So I'm forgetting drives here.
0: Yes, no, this was Adam Griffith's forty yard miss.
1: 40-yard miss, okay. Which
0: I turned to everyone that I was sitting with and said, if he uh, if he misses this, one of you owes me lunch tomorrow. So, uh, or on Monday. So, oh, I so I you had about a 50-50 shot at lunch then. That's yeah. That's nice. So, I got a free lunch out of it. Smart. Which is nice. Um, you know, Florida punts the next drive. Alabama runs it for, for, you know, good Lord. How many plays in a row? Three or four plays in a row. First downs every time. First and goal at the five. Run it once, then we decide to pass twice, and again running it to the outside. It's just—it's I guess inside the ten play calling is what's bothered me the most.
1: Oh, our our red zone has been—I hate to say anything about this team has been bad. You know, things have been good to to, okay, but that's been easily the worst part of our team this season has been the uh, efficiency in the red zone.
0: Right. I mean, it's it was it was bad. So Adam Griffith makes the 25-yard field goal. Uh, next drive for Florida. Uh, sorry, we're just this is how I wanted to do this. Now, if you're all right with it, just play by play. I think that's yeah. more more efficient than what we were doing. But um, you know, uh, what was the next drive? Oh, it was the Tony Brown interception. Tony Brown picks off the ball. Nice to see Tony Brown get a pick and a great interception at that. Yeah, took it right out of the dude's hands. Great interception. Good heads-up play. Nice work of keeping his eye on the ball. Has Tony Brown gotten out of the doghouse, you think?
1: Uh, We've been relying on him a lot, so I would think... Oh, actually, I was looking at this. Um, Alabama held their uh, banquet today, this evening, um, in Birmingham, and he was uh, one of the four players to receive the Unsung Hero Award. So I'd say he's out of the doghouse. That's the player who's made, you know, great contributions and... Received very little.
0: Do you think, for his sake, Eddie Jackson getting hurt was a blessing in disguise?
1: For him, yeah, because you know it's he's going to be here next year. He's he's uh, he's a junior, but there's almost no chance he goes to the NFL, um, unless he just needs the money now. But what I'm saying is this: he's getting playing time he wouldn't have gotten, right? Um, without and and the team hasn't suffered it all, really, honestly, right. Um, I hate to marginalize an injury like that, but the team has, you know it's been a blessing in disguise for sure for Tony Brown. right. best case scenario, I would say. If you if you, have, if you have to have a scenario to come out of a player getting injured, Tony Brown's on a heck of a job at least filling in. and of course Mink has been killing it at the safety spot.
0: Yes, playing excellent football. excellent football. Uh, then next drive, uh, Joshua Jacobs and uh, company. OJ Howard, if you remember that name, has decided to start waking up again. Uh, you know, 32 oh, we're yard completion. Saving our completion. Secret,
1: secret weapon for the playoffs.
0: Back to back, 32 yard completion, then a nine yard completion. And then, oh, hey, first and goal at the six. We decide we're going to run the ball. Joshua Jacobs touchdown. What a concept. Next drive was the one that really concerned me for the rest of the game, other than the goal line stand drive, which ended. Uh, greatly, however that whole drive was infuriating Uh, the Florida drive, 10 plays for 92 yards, marches right down the field touchdown, kicks the extra point ends the half, that was frustrating to me, uh, because I feel like that shouldn't I don't know that, that shouldn't happen touchdowns before the half really can take all the wind out of your sails for the second half and I think we saw it a little bit too. Alabama comes out in that third quarter, three plays and out.
1: Yeah, no, we only scored once in that third. I, you know, one, yeah, one time, both Scarborough got in in the third quarter. But, um, yeah, I mean, Appleby had a successful day throwing the ball when he wasn't throwing it to us. And I don't, know what to, I don't want to say about that. I mean, so did uh, um, Austin Allen for a good bit, but. Yeah, I guess the weakest part—I mean, obviously the weakest part of our defense is the secondary, and they had, do have a tendency to give up uh, a long touchdown drive, strictly throwing the ball. Right. Um, right. I still think it's not going to be enough for me to be worried about because there's not going to be a—you—you you have to have a mixture to beat our defense. Just throwing the ball is not going to be enough because we're going to tip balls up in the air, intercept it. We're going to make you pay, even if your quarterback's going to end up with 250 yards passing. It's gonna take every ounce of his being to get there, and
0: yeah, no, I I, I agree. Also, one thing that I want to mention: uh, Florida's kicker, you know this kid, oh, Pinheiro. You remember this guy?
1: I remember Pinheiro, the YouTube sensation,
0: the YouTube sensation, cousin of one Skrillex, was supposed to come to Alabama. Decided at the last minute, he was going to go to Florida. How'd that work out for you, there, Eddie? Just saying you could have come in yesterday. Adam Griffith hurt his shoulder for whatever reason that Adam Griffith decided to hurt his shoulder. But no.
1: Kickers care less than any other position on winning national championships. I don't know why. It's just like a kicker wants to start for four years. And so that's like the idea. That's why he went because you remember how bad Florida's kicking game was last year where he knew he would come in and be the guy. Yeah. But – he was great. He yeah,
0: was great yesterday. He was great yesterday. So that's zero, the end.
1: Zero kicks, zero field goals. That
0: was the end of the first half. Alabama goes into the locker room with a, uh, let's see, 23-16 lead. Or, sorry, 33. excuse me. 33-16 lead. Um, game feels somewhat out of hand. Till we come back out, Florida drives down the field. You know, We go three and out, Florida drives down the field 64 yards, and then there's the goal line stand. That was the turning point in the game for me. What did you think?
1: Oh, the goal line stand was was something else. That was that was when we got back to like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Was it on third down where they had the the the, f- the fumble fiasco play, and then they tried to second down is when Rashawn Evans made. It doesn't matter what down we're talking about, but in that goal line stand, Rashawn Evans made one of the best plays you'll ever see from an from a linebacker at the goal line. He he. Filled the hole and hit um, Scarlett so quick. Yes. Play of the game defensively for me.
0: Yes. Uh, Maybe Minka's pick is better for me. Um, The pick six. But I I agree with you. That was a huge hit. That was – and there were a lot of hits yesterday where I thought, oh, man, you got to give that Florida backfield some credit because I thought there is no way they're going to be able to make it through that. I mean, there's no way he's getting up from that. And then they would. Uh, And that was one of those hits. I mean, I – Ooh, it's, it's Barry Krause esque. Uh if you're if you're looking for a little Alabama history there, um, absolutely. And then on fourth down hit. they
1: tried to throw a fade in the corner. I don't know what they were trying to do there to
0: Goolsby, which I thought was an interesting choice. Maybe they thought they um, had a height advantage.
1: Perhaps, or maybe they thought we'd key on Callaway, and then they could just yeah you know, maybe catch us off guard going right. to Goolsby.
0: Right. But, so I felt like the defense was really dialed in after that drive. Everybody was in sync. And then the next drive for the offense is, is where the dominant factor really started coming in eight plays, 98 yards, three minutes and 16 seconds later, Alabama's blowing the game wide open 40 to 16. You know, it's funny how much more secure 40 to 16 looks than 33, 16. Especially
1: when 33, 16, but the last drive you gave up was a, was a 92 yard drive through the air.
0: Right. Right. Uh, you know, Damian Harris uh, coming alive, um, you know, Jalen gets – I think
1: I've decided he is my favorite running back on the team.
0: We've got the play that you're talking about, the, the nine-yard loss by Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, and then it, it's the uh, – let's see. Our Darius Stewart's one big play yesterday it was the 31-yard reception he had on third and 19 of that drive. Uh, and then back to running the ball. Harris, Scarborough, Scarborough, touchdown. Again, Alabama first and goal at the two. We run the ball up the middle. What do you know? We score. You know, I it's just I don't know how for me it's black and white. I don't know how you look at these play by plays and these box scores. See, hey, when we get in the five inside the five, when we run the ball up the middle, we are 100% in our touchdowns, and when we don't, we are 50% in our touchdowns. And our touchdown rate, I just don't know how you look at that number and think it's still a good idea to throw the ball.
1: I think um, Lane Kiffin calls offense. He's a, he's an offensive genius. Don't get me wrong, and I've defended him a lot more than you ever have or ever will. But I still think he 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 calls games like somebody playing NCAA 14 on Xbox. Yes. He call he he wants. He wants touchdown. I, I, I just, I feel it in my heart that he wants touchdowns for certain players. And unless he absolutely has to hand it off to, Dar- to you know, Bo Scarborough for a very unsexy three-yard touchdown, he's going to try to get Jalen Hurts a cool-looking, um, you know, quarterback run touchdown or a, a play action for three yards out. I swear he wants his his star players with a ton of stats. I think he takes pride on that, and I think, um, you know. Well, I think the there's that, I think there's the fact something that,
0: to that argument. When you look at the past two years, I mean, Amari Cooper getting every single pass in the SEC championship game, it seemed like, and then the year, and then last year for three or four games, Derrick Henry running the ball for forty, you know, forty plus carries. But
1: it goes farther than that. Go to USC. He, you remember how often he was. Marquise Lee had he broke records receiving. I mean, he he had a he had as much success throwing the ball to Marquise Lee as he did Amari Cooper because. That's all he ever threw it to when he throw it to one guy yeah I mean that's and that's a thing. I really do I feel like he he's trying to get his player stats and and, and that's what we saw with but what is the this offense isn't insanely different than, than it was last year We lost our center Ryan Kelly that was the biggest loss on this offense um the offensive line has been gelling so why is it what is so different this season that we need to run the ball? Um, Or we need to throw the ball, you know, do what we're doing now. We were handing the ball off 43 times a game at this point last year right. and absolutely crushing people still. Right. And still putting up 35 points a game, 45 points in the national championship. Um, So what's the difference here? I mean, I know it looks a little more deceiving because we're handing the ball off to more people, but we had uh, 38 rush attempts the whole game. And that was because we had a very deliberate running the ball in the second half. Right. But we were probably having about fifty five rushes at this time of game last year. Yes. If you if you take probably forty three handing it off to Derrick Henry and probably another eight or nine to Kenyon Drake.
0: Kenyon Drake or God forbid a Jacob Coker impromptu run.
1: Um what do you mean, God forbid? Those were a sight to behold. <laughs> Those were a treat that I will one day tell my grandchildren about.
0: Watching that man Gallivant pass the uh past the uh line of No scrimmage. man, no
1: quarterback is Is slower, but more effective at the stop and go on a scramble.
0: Yes. (laughs) It looked like a damn Scooby-Doo character trying to gain traction before they ran away from the monster.
1: It was funny. The guy that he uh, lost his job to at FSU, they ran the ball very... uh, Jameis Winston who I'm talking about. Have you ever seen two quarterbacks that look so goofy, but are so effective when they run? Uh, It's like...
0: You know? No. I haven't. Especially... Well, James, it doesn't help Jameis Winston's case that he runs like a duck.
1: He runs like a duck, but he's, he's good for 10 yards if he's got some space.
0: Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and so
1: was Jacob Coker. Although I never did see Winston just completely lower his shoulder and just take a dude out just, like Coker yeah. would sometimes.
0: That was impressive. That was like impressive. every
1: couple games, Coker would have a play where would be like, damn, I'm dude. Still,
0: I'm still kind of waiting for Jalen to do we that. We need that shoulder. I, I still feel like Jalen's going to get pissed off enough one day to do that. Because that was what... You remember that happened, because I know the play you're thinking of is during the Texas A M game.
1: Yeah, that's that's the specific one that comes to mind.
0: So you... But you remember what happened two plays before that?
1: Um, I can't say I It was
0: the Olay block, and he got absolutely blown up, and the dude from Texas A M stood over him and started beating his chest. And then two no, plays later, Coker pops his buddy in the mouth and carries another two or three yards. Um... So I think it's just going to take Jalen getting that pissed off once or twice.
1: Well, I think we've su- uh, successfully wrapped the game up. There was not much to be said after uh, the, the when, it, when we went up 40-16. to 16. We did score two more times, but that was just uh, – Florida was worn out. Was, Florida was completely done. Yes,
0: it was the Bo Scarborough show after that, if you ask me. That's the big storyline from the end of the game.
1: Quick update: I lost my fantasy football uh, week by uh, by a score of one twenty four and a half to one twenty three and a half. So uh, that's brutal. Yeah, I'm, I wish I wish I hadn't just looked that up while we were doing this podcast. Anyway, um, I'm going to take this moment to pause here and say that this bro- podcast is brought to us by the sweet sweet taste of Angry Orchard hard cider. Um, last week, if you remember, was brought to us by Check Cola, and we want to thank our sponsors for helping us put this on and you know giving us. Uh, The means to do so.
0: Couldn't do it without our sponsors.
1: I also have to kind of say, like, we don't have sponsors. Do we have to? People get that that's a joke, right?
0: I I mean, all 2 billion of our listeners, I think, would understand that it's probably a joke, but, you know, I I don't know. If
1: you'd like to sponsor the podcast, give us a call. That's interference at gmail.com.
0: Give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. Brick, what will you remember not only from... Uh, specifically plays from the game and everything and, you know, key players and everything. What will be your takeaway from this SEC championship? Why is it different from SEC championships in years past?
1: Okay, I'm going to think back at this one. Um, well, this specific win will be uh, we controlled our destiny the entire season. At no point were we ever – Questioning whether or not we were in the playoffs, like last year, we had you know we lost to Ole Miss and we had to think, okay, this needs to happen. We need to beat LSU, all this stuff. LSU, you know, if we lose again, then LSU would be in over us again, stuff like that. Never had to think about any of that. Just right. keep winning. Right uh, from the game itself, the play that the plays that are probably going to stick out to me are the blocked punt and um, and probably the goal line stand. You know, last year, if I think back to last year's, I remember our uh, Darius Stewart's touchdown where he jumped up in the middle of three defenders. Right. On one of those improv um, improvisation scrambles by our boy Jake Coker. Yes. Um, our boy. Heisman Trophy snub Jake Coker, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good call. That's probably a good call. <laughs> no, uh, those
1: are the two plays, and then the feeling of just controlling the destiny, never having any doubt, not losing to any SEC teams this year. Just dominating through and through. Uh,
0: I will remember this SEC season as the year where everybody got, I mean, everybody was already tired of Alabama. I think everybody is now sort of laughing at ridic- how ridiculous it is.
1: It's an acceptance at this point. There
0: was There was not a single SEC game this year where people thought, oh, Alabama's probably going to lose.
1: Oh, if we lose a game in the playoffs, which we can. I've never ever claimed that we are a perfect team. We could. It would be the most talked about upset maybe of all time.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Just with how it's, it's, it's. it feels like a foregone conclusion with a lot of people that talk about football. That uh, Why are we even having the playoffs? I hate being that way because I don't think. I think that there are three teams in this country. That are in the playoffs that can beat us.
0: Uh, I think. I think. I think there's two teams in the playoff that can beat us, and two teams outside of the playoff that could beat us.
1: So who's the team in the playoff that you don't think can Clinton. beat us any day? Of the week?
0: Absolutely not.
1: They're peaking though. They are absolutely peaking at Did the right time. Did you
0: watch that game against Virginia Tech last night?
1: Admittedly, I didn't.
0: It was embarrassing. Let me go ahead and tell you if i'm a clemson fan i am embarrassed especially if i was at the woman i was the woman at the bar that i was at who was uh very very loud and abrasive and uh yelling things about how she wanted bama and uh she didn't think that saban was going to be able to quote handle dabo's heat which i thought was an interesting choice of words but regardless to each their own own? uh
1: she just move here Within the last 10 months, did she not see last year's game? You know, man,
0: I don't know. She didn't She didn't seem like she had just moved here, but I have no idea. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting sort of thing, this game, um, in this team. When you look at what I think they're susceptible to, I think it's yet again the pass game. But the past few years that I've said that, I mean, the pass defense has been great. Last year during the National Championship, the pass defense was outstanding. I mean, that's a, that was a tough team to beat. That Clemson team looks nothing like this year's Clemson team, if you ask me.
1: Oh, I, and I've, I've, th- I've thought most of the season they've been at shell. I didn't watch yesterday's game, so maybe, maybe they kind of – I know it was sort of close, but Virginia Tech's a fine team, not a great team. I just kind of say that because – we did. All, we played them last year. We beat them by five, and the same quarterback that put up 400 yards on this essentially same defense is still there. So I won't count them out. But players I, evolved, I have,
0: and he's not evolved for the right reasons.
1: Now, I think that I would be much more confident going in than I was last year, uh, by far more confident. I think that if we played today, if if I was just betting, I would say I would put the line at about a 17-point game. But with that said... You never know. Deshaun Watson is a good enough quarterback to beat our uh, um, beat our secondary, and uh, Clemson. If they're good at anything, they can get pressure on the quarterback. And I we haven't seen Jalen Hurts respond to pressure very well this season most of the time. So there's a formula there. It's not a great formula, but it's there. That's kind of what I meant. Yeah. I just don't want people to think it's a for. I hate when people just. I don't like. It makes me superstitious. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious, Michael Scott. And to hear people just kind of go, well, why are we even doing this? Bama's got this. It just is like, no. We had this in 2013, dude. Yeah. It's like anything can happen. And these are three very good teams in the playoffs.
0: Yes. Yeah, you're right.
1: And I'll say this. If Ohio State wins this national championship, it will be – cataclysmic for what it's going to mean for them. They've got, they, they play like 43 freshmen on that team. It's insane. They're going to be here for a while. And of yes. course, Washington's a uh, very young team. we got three very young teams in this playoff. And then Clemson, who's going to lose all their people next year.
0: Yes. Uh, and I think Michigan's going to kind of fall into that as well. Michigan's yeah, losing, losing a lot, a of, lot seniors. of players. <laughs>
1: like, like 40 seniors. Right. Not 40, but a lot. Yeah.
0: A lot of players. A lot of players. Uh, you know, I, I don't think, and I, I know what you mean, I get what you're saying about, you know, there's no guarantees and there isn't a guarantee, but at the same time, that Clemson team that I watched play Virginia Tech last night, man, oh man, they were giving up a lot of yards. Just a lot of yards. Um, so I, I don't have a lot of confidence in them. I think that Washington has a not a, a good shot. I think they've got the best shot at beating Alabama. You think so? I do. Uh, Ohio State is a revenge game for Saban, and not only is it a revenge game for Saban, it's a revenge game for guys like Reuben Foster. Um, you know, all, all those seniors on the defensive side of the ball. Rashawn Evans will remember that game. Um, you know, I, I really wish that Sean Dion Hamilton would be able to play because I know that it'd be a revenge game for him. But you know, it's. Uh, it's a big one, and I don't think that Alabama would take too kindly to lose to them two out of the three playoffs. Uh, I don't either. I do not either. I just I think that Washington right now, with their sort of style of offense versus what Alabama is losing and sort of lacking on defense, I think that's your best bet. Well, um,
1: we're going to talk said, a lot more about Washington over the next – I mean, we've got a month to talk about Washington. Right. I will say this before we go into in-depth, probably – next week about washington um the thing that frightens me about them is the coach chris peterson is notorious he he's built his career remember back at boise on getting his guys up for a game and oh, winning yeah. when you're the underdog yeah. that's what he does right. that is his when it when it when people remember chris peterson when he retires one day they're going to remember he could get the underdogs to play yes so that's that's it's gonna. There's some interesting matchups in this playoffs, and I thought the committee got it right, and we'll talk about that also later in the week.
0: Yeah. Anything else?
1: Um. Uh, some cleanup stuff to talk about. Uh, Cooper Bateman is expected to transfer. Um, do you have really any reaction to that? We all kind of thought it was coming.
0: No. C- goodbye, Copper Bat. Copper Batman.
1: I hate to see Copper Batman leave. Always, he was always smiling on the sideline. He was always a good. He always seemed to have, be a good presence to have around, but we all kind of saw it coming. Right. We'll see if he has to stick through the playoffs. It really depends on whether whatever team he decides to go to when they need him. Um, I am not angry about this like I was with Bateman or uh, not Bateman. Um, uh, Barnett. Right. Not even remotely. Um. Other than that, if people want to know the uh, the four captains that were named, uh, listen to this list of names It will be on uh, Denny Chimes next year. Jonathan Allen, Ruben Foster, Eddie Jackson, Cam Robinson—those are our representatives as we wrap up the 2016 regular season.
0: Anybody um, you think is being left off?
1: Anybody I think is being left off? Uh, O.J. Howard has a case for being left off. Yeah. I don't remember if he got on Denny Chimes this year, but he has been. Uh, it's 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 real hard to pick four names from that list. I mean, from the list of guys on our team that have all been contributing for the last three seasons. Yeah. But he'd be the close. He'd be the next one. I mean, I could see an argument for him over Cam Robinson. But then again, Cam's been the starting left tackle for four years, now, three years.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's
1: not. It's not easy on Alabama. Like some other teams, I'm sure Troy probably has no problem picking out their uh, their team captains at the end of the year. You
0: don't talk that but way about Troy. Um, they're
1: in the Dollar General Bowl. Okay, playing Ohio.
0: Uh, it, it will generally uh, cost people a dollar to buy a ticket as well.
1: You look that up. <laughs> a dollar to a dollar oh my goodness yeah oh my goodness wow guy, yeah
0: we should probably mention that too farewell vern it's been fun i
1: always liked him i'd never hated him
0: i i did i don't anymore but i did i i can't stand danielson honestly
1: danielson is the one i have more of a problem with uh
0: but vern is somebody that i will always look back and say you know it's just something It's it's just not going to be the same. Something's just going to be different. You, you know, if you close your eyes and you hear the CBS music in your head start up, you expect to hear Vern's voice on the back end of it, and we're just never going to have that again. Um,
1: that said, Brad Nestler's taken over, and that will be an. That's
0: important. great, and that's great. And I think that's going to be a great new era. But you know, the SEC on CBS, that's that's Uncle Vern to me. You know
1: I liked him you know I mean, he messed up names but honestly I mess up names too. I um, do too he is I will say this about Vern he is very good at and he he has declined his quality has declined over the last probably um, half decade but he is very good at telling a story of a game and continuing to tell the story as the game progresses starting in the first quarter you'll be in the middle of the third and he will be telling you every couple seconds very brilliantly and subtly the story of the game. He's good at that. Now Danielson always steps on his toes and will sometimes ruin that and interject his own little... Danielson has a problem of always wanting to be a second ahead of everybody. He always is trying to be a second ahead so uh, a whistle will blow and Danielson will say something like they had 12 men on the field and then they will go false start offense. Yes. And go I thought they had he always brings them down. Now Vern's not amazing anymore. But from watching him, I've always enjoyed him. Yeah. It's just kind of become a, a popular thing to do on social media to go, oh, I hate Fern. We have to listen to Fern today. You know, Yeah.
0: Musburger is not perfect, people.
1: Musburger definitely not perfect.
0: So farewell, Vern. It's been great. It's been fun. It's been great fun. We'll miss you. Uh, you know, um... It's gonna sound weird now, honestly. Oh, Ruben yes. uh, Reuben
1: Foster won the Reuben Foster won the Buckets. That's we can't leave what I was bringing
0: that. up next, in company with C.J. Mosley, uh, Rolando McClain, and Derek Thomas, my friend. Not not a um, bad uh, set of three names to be in company with.
1: Of the three in the Saban era, I've dec- I think I've decided my opinion on Foster. Oh boy! On his ranking there. Okay. C.J. Mosley and Rolando McClain were amazing contributors their entire career at Alabama, from freshman to the day they left. Foster took a little bit more coaching up. Um, He was not ready as a freshman, not really even ready as a sophomore to come in and be the guy. But once he was there, once it clicked for him, I do think this single season this year, the way he defended sideline to sideline, ran the defense, especially having to take over as the vocal leader after Eddie went down, I think this single season... Was the most dominant of the three. I do think career-wise, the other two had a more illustrious career. Take that for what it's worth. That's just my opinion.
0: Uh, I'm I'm not sure we'll ever see another Rolando McClain.
1: Yeah, it's so hard. It's 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 really grasping. It's it's hard to s- split hairs there, but
0: I to um, me, it's a lot less splitting hair. I just I look at the way Rolando McClain used to play football. And especially the, the leg up he's got for me on Reuben Foster is pass coverage. Especially out of the, you know, out in the flat. So, I don't know. It's it's but Like I said, it's great company to be in with. But, you know, uh, I'm not. If you're
1: a five-star linebacker, why would you go anywhere else?
0: I don't know. Maybe because you want to play earlier? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Genuinely, I don't. I often ask myself that. Uh, If you're a running back and a linebacker, I don't know why you'd go anywhere else than Alabama.
1: Then again, we have probably, I know we don't talk about recruiting much on here, but the class we have coming in is probably the best, from a number standpoint, linebacker class we've had ever with Saban. It looks very exciting. We're going to always have good linebackers with Saban because they know to come. Yes. All right, we need to go because I need to go yell at my cats because they are trying to ruin the Christmas tree we put up. So let's wrap this up.
0: Okay. Final score, 54-16. Uh, great three-peat for Alabama. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T-apostrophe-S. Interference. You can go to Twitter. Find us at P-I underscore podcast. You can go to our website. Looks great. Patsinterference.com. Brick. little, A little, a little piece of news. Uh, if you want to send in your magazine subscriptions, uh, the Pat's Interference Monthly will start coming out here, uh, starting in a couple months. We're getting the intern to start working on that, uh, pulling in some of that sponsorship money we've got. We're we're gonna to put together a little uh, just a little a little magazine, you know, a little something for the coffee table. You can subscribe. And if
1: she doesn't get on it, we won't let her graduate. It's
0: only uh, it's only five ninety eight ninety nine per month. <laughs> So if you want to subscribe, just let us know. Just send us your personal info. You know, bank account, pen number, social security number, that sort of thing. The, the usual things. The usual things. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, this is something we've always wanted to do. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, we will have another episode probably, right? Probably?
1: Probably. You're going to Nashville and back. So Towards we'll the end
0: of the week? Yes, I am. Yeah. Go Panthers. Can't wait to see Ma and Pa. Pal, Sadie, the whole crew. The whole crew. Can't wait to see them. Brick, love you to pieces, man. Been a lot of fun. Uh, we will talk to you later in the week. And most importantly, roll tide. Roll
1: tide.